visual, Diane. You gotta, at some point, there needs to be a dividing line between them and a philosophical uh, uh, line of demarcation, right? I, I mean, see. where does where does video become audio? Where does audio become video? I don't know. It's a it's a it's a uh, 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 it's a fluid borderline, you know, and in that uh, desensitized <laughs> zone between. There is only bleakness and clouds, and uh, what the heck are you shadows and fog. About? And uh, what am I talking about? What are you talking? We were just—I was just transitioning, you know, ever so skillfully. It's just, in the business they call it a segue. You know? Do they? That's what they call it. It's a means of moving from one topic to another seamlessly, so that no one notices. It's the subtle shift. <laughs> but they weren't of part of the original conversation. Well, it's not my fault. So there's no segue involved. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's 9.22 a.m. Saturday, June the 19th, 2021. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Wow, that was a long one. You got I'm your back, back, baby. <laughs> Sun streaming in, reflecting off the many colors, <laughs> the many shades, you see? See how I'm tying it all in? The I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Visual spectrum um, that we have been <laughs> delving into deeply with our minds and with our hearts and with the, the bodily responses, the visceral reactiveness uh, of which we've become so much more aware as... Our bodies descend towards the earth from whence they came. <laughs> and uh, in the midst of all that, it's really been quite a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, as per usual. Wouldn't you say, Diane? <laughs> yes, Bill, I would. Yes, I thought you would. It has been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine. Didn't I do a show on Tuesday? You did with Pat Eggleston. I did Pat a show Eggleston. with Pat Eggleston on Tuesday, which was a complete and utter delight. And I was, you know, as as I have, you know, physical things going on, I'm I start to doubt. I have go through these doubt. Is it going to be fun? Am I still going to enjoy it? Well, I needn't have worried. Uh, once I was in it and doing it, I was having the time of my life. So. That was that was nice. It was kind of a reaffirmation of my commitment to you know <laughs> persevere. Can you talk now? Because I seem to be losing what little grasp I had on reality prior to us beginning. Anyway, it was a great concert. Cat was you know excellent. It felt very. It was like it was like we were sitting facing each other you know and people were kind of around us and stuff like that yeah it was very much a living room kind of yeah, a feel it was good i liked it i liked it and there was people there people came people came and it was and... on youtube it wasn't on facebook and it's a different experience on youtube and if i can figure out a way without having to invest in another technology entirely to stream them on facebook and youtube together 
the same time. Of course, then where are people going to watch? Probably what I would do, Diane, and I'm sure this is fascinating for the listeners as well, um, is I would... Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. ...host it on Facebook and not... You boy. ...and turn off the comments... It's good coffee. ...on the YouTube feed. Yeah, I think that that's better. So that people would have a clear choice. If they want to be part of the comments thing, they go to Facebook, and if they just want to watch the show, they can watch it on YouTube. Okay. Now, if we could I would like to say that we have uh, from the Vashon contingent. Right, from the Lame Cat Ranch. A package came to us from the Lame Cat Ranch this week, which included a lovely Vashon Island commemorative cup to add to the collection. And yeah. the same pattern that was on the cup is on this lovely plaque. Yes. I mean, I don't know whether this is, whether you call it a plaque, but it's... I would call it a plaque. Yeah. 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 And And there was nice writing on the back from our friends. And a book about Tacoma... Musicians. So 21 uh, uh, musicians who were Tacoma people, which is an interesting little book put out by the Tacoma Historical Society. And Holly's niece wrote it, right? Holly's niece wrote it, yes. So there you go. So Kim and Holly on Vashon from the Lame Cat Ranch lit up our week. They did light up our week, and they packed everything in the funny pieces. Oh, yeah. See, that was the coolest thing. And that is, you know, I would never have thought of that. That's one of those little touches that, you know, if, if we were subscribing to the Sunday papers, the idea of setting the funnies aside and just making a stack of just the funny papers so that if you're packing a box for somebody, you can pack it in funny papers. That was just perfect, and it, it makes sense because Holly is a cartoonist. I wrote to to them both and gave them my thanks as well because you said it first, and and I pointed out that we loved the, the the funny papers, the funny papers, and and Kim said that that had been a long tradition in their household because Holly is a cartoonist. So there you go. Well, but it's a, it is the, a great as, idea because it's colorful. As the and, child of a cartoonist myself, I must say. Those little extra touches do not go unnoticed and unappreciated. And we've got all the funny papers sitting on the dining room table. We're going to flatten them all out so that we can go through them and read them. Because we don't get the Sunday paper. We don't get the daily paper. And I know that the comic section in the daily paper has shrunk to almost microscopic size. My, I remember my father complaining during his lifetime as how the, the, the comic section in the daily papers especially was shrinking. Well, the whole newspaper is shrunk. Right, the whole size of the newspaper is about half of what it used to be. And people don't recognize these subtle changes. But when you're looking at the comic section, you notice the subtle changes. Because I grew up with big, fat comics in the, in the daily paper and in the Sunday paper. and it's, uh, For the artists, I, I know that for my dad it was a sadness that the paper kept shrinking. And the, and the amount of room given to the funny papers was was uh, shrinking as well. I enjoyed getting some of those comic strips in uh, books. I I remember oh, yeah. um, well, getting a, a bunch of... wall full of those little comics yeah. books, little pocket books that you could get. I remember getting some of the Peanuts cartoons because it was really fun to watch the progression of that. I yeah. actually liked them the best when... 
when he was first drawing them. Yeah, my dad used to subscribe to a magazine called uh, Cartoonist Profiles, which was, I think, a quarterly magazine, and it was very well, it was a finely printed magazine, and they would have, they would have articles on Charles Schultz, and you could see the progression of the artwork, yeah. how, how he drew Charlie Brown in the earliest days, and how it had progressed over time under the same hand, basically. The same thing with uh, Andy Cap was a was a cartoon that was a favorite of my dad's. We had a bunch of Andy Cap books. Uh, Tumbleweeds was a was a an amazing comic strip, very very funny and very unique artistic style. I think the guy's name was Tom Ryan, something Ryan who did Tumbleweeds. So I got to know all these not only these uh, cartoon strips but all the the cartoonists who drew them through my dad's immersion in that world and it was a very unique perspective to get on things i remember there was this massive double edition of cartoonist profiles from about uh, chick young who drew blondie because blondie started in the early 1900s wow during the flapper era that's when yeah. blondie was first started and it's still being done i think it's done by chick young's son or something dean young and somebody else um but you got to know all these names of these people, and you could watch, and you know, you felt a better connection with the work as you saw it uh, in the funny papers. So, anyway. Well, the other uh, cartoon strip that I became quite a fan of was Calvin and Hobbes. That yeah. was. Yeah, Calvin and Hobbes was a latter day thing. So it was Doonesbury and Bloom County and all those yeah. those later ones. But um, but I, I have to say, Calvin and Hobbes probably is one of my favorite strips yeah. ever. And I think a lot of it is that exploration of the imagination of a child, you know, yeah. the the true imagination of a child, and I just really love that. Yeah, the way they bounce back and forth, uh, with Hobbes being, you know, animate, animate and stuffed. I just love that. And, you know, one panel would he'd be stuffed, one panel he'd be up and moving around. It was a nice uh, device, an imaginative device put to use so yeah but i remember bc and the wizard of id and like i said handicap and tumbleweeds and but i'll tell you i've looked at some of those cartoon books that you have downstairs or had downstairs i'm not sure if you still have them but and i was thinking at the time man some of these did not translate yeah it's, it's into this culture generation, has, culture man. has uh, has evolved a great deal since those days. Thank and God. And what was appropriate in the 1960s and 70s and even the 80s and 90s is no longer. And yeah, thank God. Yeah. Thank God for evolution. And if you want to witness the evolution of your in your own lifetime, look at some of that stuff that you used to look at when you were a kid. You'll see it. It's not, it's, it's just progression. Progression of consciousness. So I don't look back on it with shame, but it is kind of an odd sensation in the body to recognize how things have changed and gotten better well especially as a woman when you look at the way that women were represented in the comics it's pretty yeah. um, demeaning right. is what i want to say even blondie when you talk about blondie right. I, you know my visceral reaction was Ugh, blondie right. you know because it, just even the title blondie is kind of demeaning so yeah. anyway very interesting. Yes, interesting stuff. Thank you, Kim and Holly, for sparking 
that portion of the conversation. Because Holly's a good cartoonist. Well, and it was, it was a real day brightener for me during this week because I, I'm not saying this in any way to be down about it. It's just it. It's just the depths of the the volume of my work, and and it can get a little bit um, overwhelming sometimes to just be working and working and working on mm-hmm. uh, so many things. But uh, to have those little unexpected surprises really made my week. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mine too. And other than that, we are looking at colors. Speaking of colors, yes, in the we funny are. papers, you know, the, the color is what brightens the funny papers, and yes. we're we're makes the ha- Sunday paper f- special. And we're having color encroaching in our house, and we that's are, we are talking about color, painting other walls in our house as the project, and it's nice. It's fun to consider different colors. But, you know, now that I'm looking at it, I think Sundance is probably the one for that wall. Yeah, Sundance, I think, is the one. So, folks, you were here when the decision was made. Yeah. Sundance. Well, I think it because if, if it gets Sundance in a semi-gloss, then it'll give me what I want. Yeah. And also, the color's a little more subtle. Yeah, yeah it's fun to, to play with colors in your house, so... Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think so. Okay. I think it's funner for some people than for other people. <laughs> That's just me talking. And what have you thought about about music? I know that you've had some specific... You've been... One of the things that Diane does is, is if she's got a high volume of work that is that is kind of not rote, but uh, where she's basically executing the same maneuver for a bunch of different people yeah. in the system, she tends to listen to music. Yeah, because during this period of time, there are a lot of things that I'm just doing all the same action over and over and over and over and over again. Um, it, it it requires some mental capacity, but not total mental capacity. So uh, it just makes my life more enjoyable to, to listen to music while I'm doing that. And um, a lot of times if I have something I'm really needing to focus entirely on the action, but I want something in the background. I'll listen to something instrumental. But, um, but I started listening to Alan Parsons' project this week, which has both instrumental and mm-hmm. songs, mm-hmm. and was uh, once again reminded how much I really enjoy listening to that group. And uh, it's funny because I seem to have these couple of opposite uh loves i like real stripped down just singer song you know singer songwriter with the guitar or um or bands that are uh celtic bands but i also really love a real lush progressive rock group too and alan parsons is definitely in the lush progressive rock category and mm-hmm. um I just, I was talking to you about it this week because I was saying, you know, I have really found that I like lyrics that are of multidimensional aspects of life rather than just 
love songs, which seemed to, to hit the radio stations the most. And I think that that was why I really liked when I first heard Alan Parsons' project. The way that I was introduced to them actually was um, somebody told me about the, the album Pyramid. And uh, at that time I was watching, I had just seen the movie Indiana Jones mm. in the last and uh, Raiders of the Lost Raiders Ark. of the Lost Ark, yeah. yeah, which had the whole pyramid scheme in it too, and and uh, I was kind of enchanted with the whole mystery of uh, of that, which I think everybody's always been enchanted by that mystery of the pyramids, and so. And uh, if I might interject for just may. a moment, you may this is another one of those in in keeping with the the, the uh, a theme that we have touched on in the past. The cover art in on Alan Parsons' albums was always interesting, and the cover photo on Pyramid I remember as being quite uh, interesting to look at. Yeah, know? sort of like a a man just coming back to present time right, from yeah. some other place. Or that he was winking out in some kind of digital kind of way, even though we weren't in a digital world yet when that album came out. So I did not hear Alan Parsons at that time on the radio. I heard it. I heard the first time vinyl, the yeah. whole album, yeah. and I just, I quite frankly loved the whole album. Yeah. And particularly because it was thematic and it would have these instrumentals that would fade into the next song. And I just thought, wow, it was yeah. some, but it was the same year that I actually went to the Folklife Festival for the first time. So interesting that I had both those so you were impacts. expanding in several directions at once. Yeah. Musically, yeah. I heard Tales of, I can't remember if it was Pyramids or Tales of Mystery and Imagination, the Edgar Allan Poe um, that I heard first. I think it was the Edgar Allan Poe. They had a couple of them at the radio station at, at Whitworth, where I was introduced to a lot of different music just by pulling stuff out and saying, oh, I wonder what this sounds like. Yeah. I play it on my radio show. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. Cool. But I just thought as I was listening, because when I was doing this work, I was just listening to a long string that was in this uh, grouping called Essential Alan Parsons Project. And I was just thinking how much I liked so many of the songs. And I thought, man, there's some... Al some songs on this album that I have not heard the entire album for that particular grouping of songs like Ammonia Avenue and Vulture Culture and a lot of the, I, I was thinking. Stereotomy. Stereotomy. Yeah, I was thinking I should listen to all those albums because one of the things that I found was that a lot of the songs that <clears throat> that I really loved were not ones that made it to the radio or were the big hits. Right. So, um, but I I talked to you about this this week because I said you know the the lyrics were quite uh, they were mysterious and they were intriguing and they were not all about love. They were about a lot of different topics. And one of the topics that they had thematically was sort of the end of the template of the wealth and fame and fortune um, 
style of life. Yeah, sort of saying the loneliness of that. and they repeated that in several albums. I was thinking, wow, that's that's an interesting thing that they're talking about, that gaining that is not the best or the happiest way of living. Um, I just thought that was an interesting observation to make at this time. But, but they have a lot of thematic uh, observations about society in very interesting ways. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I I really enjoyed revisiting them during this time. But the reason why I was thinking about the particular songs um, for today, out of quite a few songs that that I really really love by them, was because of my uh, <laughs> my own adventuring right now in in trying to understand my next steps of life and I was thinking about the the poem stages by Herman Hesse that basically is saying that life is going to go that you never can settle down you can never say I am in my home because you're always changing and that life is inviting you to each new expanse and so buckle up so buckle up basically and it really i felt like that was really reflected in these songs and so for some reason my my attention was really focused on those songs when i heard them in the listening in a different way than i'd ever heard before it's an representing an evolution in consciousness kind of like the ideas we were talking about in cartoons or the fact that we now have Juneteenth as a holiday to celebrate every year. Yeah. Which I think is another further evidence of an evolution of forward progress. And uh, it's nice. As minute of steps as they are, uh, they are steps. They are steps. And I think we need to pause to celebrate the positives because we tend to dwell too much on the negatives. So that's a good thing. Plus it's Father's Day tomorrow. It is Father's Day. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be getting together with some uh, music buddies. Going to go over to Judy's and going to get together with Steve and Ginny. And it's going to be fun, the little song circle. Kind of, you know, part of the gentle and uh, careful reemergence into, you know, social life. Person to person. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a, that is a strange thing right now, isn't it? Yep. Um, just the idea of that things were this way. And I was wondering how it was in the in past pandemic situations, whether this is always sort of a tentative coming back out again and reemerging. I can't imagine that it wouldn't be. Yeah. It wouldn't have been. It's like you get in a habitual kind of situation and you, yeah. you're a little bit nervous to, to keep going forward. That's true. But anyway, and that one of the things that I would like to reemerge to do is go out to Vashon Island and yeah. and see cats. Woody Guthrie, American Song. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming up too. We got to score some tickets then. We got to be watching for when they go on sale. I'm watching. You're watching. I am watching. Okay. Little Alan Parsons, perhaps. A little Alan Parsons. 
Something deep in 
Because